0: Welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the Emet community, and we are so very, very pleased and happy to have all of you out there tuning in with us today. We're going to be coming to you from one of our Sunday morning services, and we hope and pray that the message today will be a blessing to you. Turn with me, please, to the 6th chapter of the book of Romans. Romans chapter 6. Move down, if you will, to verse 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of the sin nature might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve the sin nature. For he that is dead is freed from the sin nature. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believed that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto the sin nature once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon... Ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto the sin nature, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not the sin nature therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto the sin nature, but yield "...yourselves unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For the sin nature shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace." And we want to continue with the three words that we all need to understand and put into practice, that I believe if we will do that, we will have the formula for living and overcoming Christian life. And those words are believe, reckon, and yield. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this honor and this privilege of being able to stand before your people and to minister your word today. I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl under the sound of my voice right now. And Lord, this of which we have read today is so important and father today i only have words and i can only do so much in the flesh so lord i ask for the anointing of your spirit lord help me to rightly divide this word anoint your people to hear it to receive it lord to apply it is my prayer today in jesus name and everyone said amen and amen as we have stated several times over and over again Everything in the Bible strains toward the book of Romans. The book of Romans gives to us the inner spiritual workings of the human being. And Paul gives to us in this great work the problem of all humanity. And he said in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When we see that word sin, our minds automatically go to acts of sin. Whatever those things may be that that is considered to be sin, those are only symptoms. Adultery is only a symptom. Lying is only a symptom of the real problem. The real problem is the sin nature that lies within the heart, the spirit, and the soul of the human being. We're all born with a sin nature that corrupts from the time we are born, growing on up, and it dominates the human being. And it is the cause for all of the acts of sin that we could sit here and name off today. So Paul gives us man's problem. Thank God he didn't stop there. He gives us the solution to the problem. And he said in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The word justified means to be not guilty. Declared not guilty. Justified never sinned. And God declares a person to be justified, cleared of all the charges, everything you've ever done in your life that you're ashamed of, everything that you did in secret that you thought nobody knew about, God knows about it. But you can be justified, cleared of all the charges, you can boldly stand before God one day, And hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, because you are justified by your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us at Calvary's cross. The first word, believe. Believe. Faith gets you in. Faith keeps you in. The just, the justified shall live by faith. It's not just a one-time thing Well, I'll come up and shake the preacher's hand and join the church and get baptized. But faith, belief, is a daily thing. Faith has to have a target because everybody has faith. The whole economic system in this world operates on faith. I heard just this week that Bill Gates is now... One of the richest men in the world. He's a billionaire today because of his faith. He had faith that he could develop software and that the world would be able to use it. And now the whole world system is based on software that he has produced. In whatever the case, he did that on faith. But see, now that is not the faith that God's going to recognize to save his soul. Follow what I'm saying? Your faith has to have a certain target. You've got to have faith in your product in order to take the steps to produce your product. In order to become a billionaire like he has. In order for you to be saved, you've got to have your faith in the right target. And having your faith in Buddha ain't going to do it. Having your faith in Allah is not going to do it. Only your faith in Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary is the only faith that God will recognize for salvation. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you have to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Daily. Belief. Now, Paul gives us the mechanics of our Christian experience. And I just want to begin with Romans chapter 5 verse 21. And he said that as sin hath reigned unto death. In this verse the word sin is personified. The word sin is used as a noun. And it is pictured as a slave master ruling and reigning over a slave and giving forth commandments for that slave to carry out and to obey. When a person was born into slavery... They were a slave for life. Only death could separate them from the slave master. Understand that today. Only death could separate one from a slave master. The whole human race was born a slave to the sin nature And only death can separate us from that old slave master of the sin nature. Now that's important. Keep that in the back of your mind. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign. Here we have the word grace personified in this verse. The word grace is also used as a noun. We have sin ruling and reigning. We have grace ruling and reigning. A lot of people don't understand grace. You have umbrella grace in which the whole world is in sin. And the wages of sin is death. We deserve death. We, we, we deserve the lake of fire. But instead of God giving us what we deserve, He gives us His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the grace of God. God sent His own Son into the world when we were yet sinners to die for you and I to take our place. Glory to God. That's umbrella grace For the whole world makes no difference who you are, where you were born, what your race is, what your nationality is. It makes no difference what you've done. You can accept Jesus Christ. Jesus loved you enough to give His life for you. And all you do is simply receive it by faith. It's umbrella grace that covers the whole world. Then you have this aspect of grace which is what we're talking about here. Grace as it pertains to the believer. And here Paul has personified this word grace, and he's used it as a noun. Grace is to reign. The Greek word for grace is charis. And it means the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. Divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. That divine influence is the Holy Spirit. The new nature that comes inside of you the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. This divine nature, the Holy Spirit, comes into your heart and life, and He overpowers the sin nature overpowers that slave master, dethrones him, renders him ineffective. And now the Holy Spirit is to rule and reign in your life. Glory to God. Can I get an amen from somebody today? I said it's time for the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in your life. That as sin has reigned, before you got saved, Even so might grace reign through righteousness. How do you know that the Holy Spirit is reigning in your life? You're going to see righteousness. Holiness. Whereas before there was no righteousness and holiness. Unto eternal life. That means that the Holy Spirit is to rule and reign in our hearts and lives as long as we live, and even into eternity. The Holy Spirit is to have His way within our lives. By Jesus Christ, our Lord. Understand that it is Jesus Christ and what He did for us at Calvary that has made all of this possible. Now, last week... I gave you a little illustration of when I worked as a maintenance mechanic, fresh out of high school, landed a job doing maintenance work, and in this factory we had a number of injection molding machines, and they were anywhere around 25, 30 years old, and they They were bad for for leaking oil. And my job just starting out was to go around with the mop bucket and get the oil up that had come out from around the machines and whatever the case. And just started the shift one night. Took my mop bucket and turned the corner of one of the sections there in the plant. And it sounded like a shotgun went off. And one of those machines blowed hydraulic oil, slammed to the ceiling. One of them lines blowed off. And there were people running everywhere, didn't know what in the world. It blowed oil, slammed to the ceiling, tall as the ceiling here in this sanctuary. And it hit the ceiling and it just fanned out. And I mean, it it, it was raining hydraulic oil. And all that pressure behind it, it was like a fog. In there. all everywhere. I mean, I, the cardboard boxes was wrapped up. I was wrapped up. And it was slick. And in a situation like that, and I mean, this, this machine runs off of hundreds of gallons of hydraulic oil. And when a line blows off like that, and that pump running, it's just going to sit right there and pump every bit of the oil out of the machine. So the first thing you want to do is cut the pump off. And that's what Jesus does in the heart and life of the believer. The moment you put your faith in Christ and His finished work, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and He shuts the pump off. And, and th- that sin nature has made a mess of our lives, some more than others. Now, I look at some of you in here today and the sin nature just created a little drip in your life. So I'm not, I'm not talking to you. God bless you. Would you see me after church? I want to take your picture. But see, there are others who their lives is just what I've explained to you. A situation of chaos. It's slick. It's nasty. Everywhere. Corrupting everything. And it'll continue to spew out and make a mess until you accept Christ as your Savior and the Holy Spirit comes in and shuts the pump off. Once you get the pump shut off, that that sin nature is shut off. Now you got a mess to clean up. I was mopping oil all night long trying to get it cleaned up. And we fixed the problem, got the machine back up and running. Several days later, someone brought it to my attention. James, we got oil coming from that machine over there that y'all fixed. So I go over there to look, and sure enough, there's oil around in that area where that line had blown off. And the first thing that comes to my mind is our repair on that line. Did we do it right? Is that thing fixing to blow off again and have another big mess in here? Is there another line somewhere that we've overlooked and is fixing to blow off and have a big mess? And when somebody brings something like that to your attention, you need to examine it. The best ones... To point out things in your life are going to be those who are closest to you. Your wife, your husband, your children, pastor, fellow brother or sister in the Lord. They'll point out things that ought not to be there. And it behooves us to take a look at those things when they're pointed out to us. Paul said, examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. When somebody points out something in your life, you need to take a look at it. You need to examine it. And a close examination of that machine, yes, there was oil coming out, but in a close examination of the machine, everything appeared to be okay. So I reckoned it was just coming from the leak that had blowed out just several days before. And that's what each of us have to do. We have to reckon ourselves. And that's what Paul said here in this verse... Romans 6, verse 11, "...likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto the sin nature, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord." The word reckon means to count, to compute. We need to add up everything that God has given us in the first ten verses of Romans chapter 6, and we need to come to a conclusion. And the first thing we need to reckon, as it says there in verses 3 and 4, we've been baptized into Christ. Now the word baptized, immediately people's minds go to water baptism. We all know what water baptism is. But the scripture says we've been baptized into Jesus Christ. The Greek word for baptism is baptisma. It means that something is placed into union with something else so as to alter or change its condition. Let me say that again. Baptisma means that we have come into union. In in the case of the Christian, you have come into union with Jesus Christ. You've come into union with Him, and He alters and changes your condition. When that pipe blowed off that machine, we identified what the problem was. Here's how we fixed it. We took the pipe off and looked at it and found the crack in it. And we took another piece of metal and we wrapped around that thing and we welded it up solid. We brought that piece of pipe into union with another piece so that now when the pressure is on, it don't react and respond the same way. Glory to God. Are y'all following what I'm saying? As a Christian, you have come into union with Jesus Christ, and when the pressure comes on you, you're not to react and respond the same way as you did before. Now, if you do, then maybe you didn't quite come into union as you should have, but I'm here to tell you today, I've come into union with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm all wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in Jesus Glory to God, and you need to understand that today. You've been baptized into Jesus Christ. You're in union with Him. He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Reckon yourself to be baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm in union with Christ. He's altered my condition. I'm not the same person I used to be. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The Scripture says here, We're baptized into His death. We're buried with Him by baptism into death. We're raised with Him in a newness of life. Which means His victory is your victory. And when somebody comes along and they point out residue they point out things that ought not to be there look at it understand that the pump has been shut off by faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary's cross understand that you are baptized in Christ you are in to union with him and what you're seeing what they're pointing out is the leftovers from a sin nature that was spewing and working in your life. But that thing's been shut off now. It takes time to clean up. What happened? That oil that was under that machine. that was from a leak that had happened several days earlier. We couldn't get to it. We couldn't get it all up. And God leaves certain things in our lives because He wants us to trust Him to depend upon Him it keeps us humble and every single one of us in here we've got a little oil coming out from under our machine there's still some things that need to be cleaned up and worked on Only the Holy Spirit can do it. But He'll only work as we keep our faith anchored in Christ. When you see that oil, when other people point out those sinful things in your life, it ought not to be there. That oil shouldn't have been there. But it was. You need to reckon yourself. That's what used to be. But the Lord's going to help me clean that up. If you would like to have a free copy of the message you've just heard today, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. Established in the Faith is also on Facebook. Just look us up. You'll also find today's message there as well. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, feel free to give us a call. The number is 252 299 This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and financial support of listeners like you to contribute to this ministry. Make a check out to Friendship Church in the memo box, Write Radio Ministry. Mail it to Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you have been listening to Establishing the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He is the pastor of Friendship Original Free Will Baptist Church in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the Emmett community. On Sunday mornings, we have Sunday school starting at 9:45 and worship service at 11. The church is located one mile off of Highway 231 in Emmett, North Carolina, just turn in front of Johnston Auto Savage on the Friendship Church Road. We would love to have you and hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. God bless you.